Hi everyone, this is Dr. Gayla. Welcome to your Health Connection. It's great to be with you. This podcast is designed to give you natural solutions to your health problems based upon my 35 years of experience as a functional medicine practitioner. I love helping individuals experiencing complicated conditions when nothing else has worked. Each week I'll be giving you health tips and strategies that you can implement to improve your health and function at your best. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Did you know that acne is one of the most common skin conditions in the world? It affects an estimated 85% of young adults and around 80% of people during their lifetime. An article in the 2002 journal Archives of Dermatology cites that acne affects between 40 and 50 million individuals in the United States. Although acne mainly affects adolescents, it's also present in children and adults. One study found some degree of facial acne in 54% of women and 40% of men older than 25 years. Today we'll be looking at the potential causes of acne, the best tests to run, a couple of case histories, and natural solutions that you can use for alleviating acne. The four types of acne include non-inflammatory acne, characterized by whiteheads and blackheads, inflammatory acne is caused by small infections due to P. acnes bacteria, fungal acne can be itching as caused by an overgrowth of yeast, and cystic acne, an intense form of acne, results in large inflamed cysts and nodules. Acne starts when the pores in your skin get clogged with oil and dead skin cells. Each pore in your skin is connected to a sebaceous gland, which produces an oily substance called sebum. Sebum keeps your skin moist, soft, and healthy. Acne occurs when the oil-producing sebaceous glands that are attached to your hair follicles are stimulated by hormonal changes. When your body produces an excess amount of sebum and dead skin cells, the two can build up in your hair follicle and harden as a soft plug. As the follicle enlarges, the wall may rupture, allowing irritating substances and normal skin bacteria access into the deeper layers of the skin, producing inflammation. If extra sebum plugs your pores, it can cause the growth of the bacteria known as P. acnes. Your white blood cells will then attack P. acnes, leading to inflammation of your skin and acne. This plug may cause the follicle wall to protrude and produce a whitehead or a blackhead. The plugged hair follicle gradually enlarges, producing a bump. Inflammation near the skin's surface produces a pustule. Deeper inflammation results in a pimple, and if the inflammation is deeper, it forms a cyst. Some of the causes of acne include hormonal imbalances. We know that when the male androgen hormone levels increase, oil production rises. This often happens in both male and female young adults, in women experiencing PMS, irregular periods, pregnancy, and early menopause, and in other hormonal conditions such as polycystic ovarian syndrome, known as PCOS. Other causes of acne include stress, lack of sleep, infections, inflammation, poor diet, such as the standard American diet consisting of refined grains, sugar, processed foods, and unhealthy fats. The use of certain medications, including corticosteroids, androgens, and birth control pills can also cause acne. So let's begin by looking at how hormonal imbalances can cause acne. When your body starts to produce more testosterone than normal, 
As in puberty or in adults who have hormonal imbalances, the high levels of testosterone can trigger an increase in your skin's production of sebum. If too much sebum is produced, it dilutes a fatty acid called linoleic acid in your hair follicle, so the normal sloughing off of your skin is disrupted. The combination of the sticky sebum and dead skin cells clogs the inside of your hair follicles and creates the perfect environment for acne to grow and flourish. In adults, high levels of testosterone, or dihydrotestosterone, can increase oil production and clog pores that cause acne. Dihydrotestosterone, also known as DHT, is an offshoot of testosterone and plays a role in some of the same sexual functions and physiological processes as testosterone, but it's actually much stronger. Your male hormones are called androgens. When DHT binds to your androgen receptors, it increases the impact of testosterone production throughout your body. In both males and females, testosterone and DHT are synthesized in the skin and bind to receptors and are a known cause of high levels of androgens. In a study titled, Is Acne a Sign of Androgen Excess Disorder or Not?, published in the April 2017 issue of the European Journal of Obstetrics and Gynecology and Reproductive Biology, researchers looked at the hormone levels of 207 women who were between the ages of 18 and 45 years who had acne. They found that 72% of the women with acne had excess androgen hormones, including testosterone. In women, the adrenal hormone DHEA is converted to androgens, estrogen, and testosterone. According to a study published in the Archives of Dermatology, 63% of acne-prone women experience a worsening of their acne just before and during their period. Your hormones fluctuate throughout your menstrual cycle. The average menstrual cycle is 28 days, and each of these days is different hormonally. Estrogen is the predominant hormone in the first half of your menstrual cycle, and progesterone is the main hormone present during the second half of your cycle. The levels of both hormones fall to their lowest levels of the month just before your period begins, but your testosterone level stays at a constant level all month. So this means that before and during your period, your testosterone level is relatively higher than your female hormones. And this activates your sebaceous glands to make even more sebum and clog your pores. The oily sebum provides food for the bacterium P. acnes that causes inflammation and increases breakouts. Another hormonal problem that can cause acne is polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS. PCOS is a condition in which women have an imbalance of female sex hormones. I'd like to invite you to listen to my podcast titled PCOS. It's linked to high levels of insulin, the hormone that helps control your blood sugar levels by signaling your cells to take in sugar from your blood so it helps cells to take in sugar to be used for energy. We see insulin resistance in PCOS. With insulin resistance, your body cells don't respond normally to insulin, and sugar can't enter your cells as easily, so it builds up in your blood. And we see high levels of androgens and low levels of estrogen and progesterone in women with PCOS. This hormonal imbalance can cause your ovaries to form small cysts rather than release eggs. Symptoms of PMS include irregular lack of periods, body hair on your chest, navel, or face, thinning of the hair on your head, 
and dark markings around your neck, armpits, and groin. An increase in androgen levels is responsible for causing these male characteristic symptoms. Chronic stress elevates a hormone called ACTH, and this stimulates excess androgen production. A study published in the December 1997 issue of the journal Endocrine Reviews titled Insulin Resistance and the PCOS or Polycystic Ovarian Syndrome revealed that PCOS is often associated with profound insulin resistance as well as with defects in insulin secretion. High levels of insulin may promote acne because it stimulates androgens and inhibits sex hormone binding globulin or SHBG. This is a protein that binds to testosterone and androgens. Having normal levels of SHBG helps fight off acne because it decreases the effects of androgens and testosterone by binding to them. A study titled Sex Hormone Binding Globulin, an important biomarker for predicting PCOS risk, published in the February 2018 issue of the journal Systems Biology and Reproductive Medicine, showed that lower serum uh, hormone binding globulin levels are associated with the risk of PCOS and that SHBG may also play an important role in various metabolic disturbances in PCOS patients. Studies have shown that both insulin and androgens stimulate sebum production. Having high levels of insulin and low levels of binding globulin increases the circulating androgens to your tissues. Insulin resistance also seems to play the main role for the development of acne in males. An article titled Insulin Resistance and Acne, a New Risk Factor for Men, that appeared in the March 2012 issue of Endocrine Abstracts, revealed that insulin resistance seems to play the main role for the development of acne in young men. Low levels of sex hormone binding globulin can also contribute to acne in men. A study titled Changes in Sex Hormone Binding Globulin and Testosterone During Weight Loss and Weight Maintenance in Abdominally Obese Men, published in the journal Diabetes, Obesity, and Metabolism, reported a dramatic increase in sex hormone binding globulin when obese men lost weight and that SHBG remained elevated throughout weight maintenance. Moderately intense exercise for a year increased SHBG levels in a clinical trial of over 100 people. So this also would apply to men who had acne. If you lose weight, if you're obese, your sex hormone binding globulin levels are going to increase. If you're in menopause, you may have an increase in hormonal acne outbreaks because of the fluctuations in your body's hormone levels. As your estrogen levels decrease, your balance of male androgens to estrogens can cause your body to create more sebum and cause acne. Menopausal hormonal acne can even occur if you use conventional hormone replacement therapy to deal with the symptoms of menopause. So it's always best to use natural plant-based hormones. A form of acne called fungal acne created by yeast that inflame the hair follicles on your skin and cause pimple-like bumps. It's normal for this type of fungus to be living on your skin, but when it gets out of control, it can lead to fungal acne breakouts or other skin conditions like seborrheic dermatitis. Under normal conditions, there'll be a balance between the bacteria and the fungus on your skin, but if something happens to wipe out the bacteria, 
like taking or using topical antibiotics, there won't be anything to keep the fungus in check. As a result, an overgrowth of fungus can develop, which in turn can lead to skin irritation, inflammation, and fungal acne. Fungal acne can look like regular acne, but there are a few key differences. Regular bacterial acne breakouts vary in size and tend to feature blackheads or whiteheads on your face. But fungal acne is very itchy and will usually appear as uniform red bumps and pustules on your cheek, upper arms, and back. It can also appear on your face. Let's look at the role stress has on acne. A study published in the September 2018 issue of Clinical, Cosmetic, and Investigational Dermatology found that increased stress was strongly correlated with greater acne severity. When you're stressed, your body produces the fight-or-flight hormones, adrenaline, and cortisol. These stress hormones will slow down your digestive processes and stimulate your liver to release sugar into your bloodstream in order to provide energy to your muscles and brain so you can either fight or run away from the perceived danger. When your blood sugar levels are raised, your body will produce insulin in order to deliver this sugar into your cells. The insulin in your bloodstream will stimulate your ovaries to produce more testosterone, and this can seriously increase your ovarian output of testosterone. The production of stress hormones can also decrease the levels of estrogen and progesterone in women, and since estrogen and progesterone perform a counterbalancing function to testosterone, the low levels of these hormones can cause your testosterone levels to rise to unhealthy levels. Stress also causes a rise in DHEA, a hormone that converts to androgens and testosterone, resulting in greater production of sebum. Stress also increases your appetite and can cause you to crave high-fat, especially high-carbohydrate, sugary comfort foods that can cause you to develop insulin resistance. Stress hormones also produce inflammatory cytokines that trigger oil production and breakouts. Let's look at how inflammation causes acne. Several studies have indicated that PCOS patients are more likely to have high levels of C-reactive protein, or CRP, in their blood. CRP is associated with chronic low-grade inflammation. An article titled The Role of Inflammation in the Pathology of Acne published in the September 2013 issue of the Journal of Clinical and Aesthetic Dermatology, stated that emerging data indicate that acne vulgaris is a primary inflammatory disease with histological, immunological, and clinical evidence suggesting that inflammation occurs at all stages of acne lesion development. Inflamed acne consists of swelling, redness, and pores that are deeply clogged with bacteria, oil, and dead skin cells. Inflammation is your body's natural response to a wound, and it causes redness and swelling. Inflammation is supposed to be a temporary condition, so if it becomes chronic, your immune system can go into overdrive and send high amounts of inflammatory chemicals to address your acne. This can cause damage to your skin pores, causing your pores to become painful, red, and swollen. Now let's take a look at how gut health affects acne. An abstract published in the September 2020 issue of the American Journal of Clinical Dermatology titled A New Act of Inflammatory Acne revealed that your gut microbiome, consisting of trillions of microbes within your gut, 
is involved in acne because your gut microbiome interacts with your skin microbiome. Your skin microbiome is also home to millions of bacteria, fungi, and viruses. Similar to those in your gut, skin microorganisms have essential roles in the protection against invading in, uh, pathogens from coming in through your skin. As the largest organ of the human body, your skin is colonized by beneficial microorganisms and serves as a physical barrier to prevent the invasion of pathogens. In circumstances where the barrier is broken or when the balance between your good bacteria and bad bacteria is disturbed, skin problems can develop. Researchers have found a clear link between gut issues and skin problems. I found in my practice that gut imbalances are almost always one of the root causes in my patients who have acne. The health of your skin has a lot to do with the balance of the microbes in your gut and the state of your gut lining. When your gut microbiome is balanced, it limits the amount of inflammation in your body and helps to maintain the health of your intestinal barrier. The lining of your small intestine consists of a single layer of tightly fitted cells called tight junctions. Only tiny particles of nutrients are allowed to pass through these tight junctions. The lining is designed to allow the absorption of your good nutrients into your blood and keep harmful particles such as undigested food particles, toxins, and bacteria out. If your intestinal barrier is damaged, unwanted molecules can move through the open gaps in your intestine and enter your bloodstream. This is known as intestinal permeability or leaky gut. When harmful particles enter your blood, your immune system identifies these particles as foreign and produces inflammatory chemicals such as cytokines and histamines. If you don't repair your gut lining, you can develop chronic inflammation. We know that about 95% of the chronic conditions we see in our practice are due to chronic inflammation. Problems such as acne, bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, fatigue, food sensitivities, headaches, even autoimmune diseases. Leaky gut can contribute to acne because if your body is dealing with severe chronic inflammation, immune cells called macrophages that would normally remove dead cells from your skin are busy repairing the overwhelming amount of damage resulting from the inflammation and allowing dead skin cells to build up on your skin. The dead skin cells sink into your pores where they can mix with sebum and or bacteria and clog your pores. A review titled The Gut Microbiome as a major regulator of the gut-skin axis, published in the July 2018 issue of the journal Frontiers in Microbiology, described how your gut microbes communicate with your skin and that your gut microbes are the main regulators in your gut-skin axis. A March 2011 article titled Gut Pathogens, Acne Vulgaris, Probiotics, and the Gut-Skin Axis, published in the journal Gut Pathogens, reported that the intestinal lining may be compromised in acne vulgaris. An older study reported that acne patients were more likely to show enhanced reactivity to bacterial strains isolated from their stool, and that approximately 66% of the 57 patients with acne showed positive reactivity to stool-isolated bacteria compared to none of the control patients without, who were without active skin disease. Another study involving 40 acne patients showed both the presence of 
and high reactivity to something called lipopolysaccharide or LPS. These are endotoxins that uh, can enter the blood and it's the major component of the outer membrane of gram-negative bacteria, the type of bacteria that cause infections. The study found that none of the matched healthy controls reacted to the E. coli lipopolysaccharide endotoxin, while 65% of the acne patients had a positive reaction. The results of this study suggest that circulating endotoxins derived from gut microbes is not an uncommon feature of all the acne vulgaris, and one indicating that intestinal permeability can lead to LPS endotoxin from bacteria getting into the blood. This causes an immune response leading to inflammation and manifesting as acne. With intentional modulation of the microbiome, probiotics and prebiotics have proven beneficial in the prevention and or treatment of inflammatory skin diseases, including acne vulgaris. An article titled Oral Lactobacillus Paracassi Improves Skin Barrier Function Recovery and Reduces Local Skin Inflammation, published in the March 2011 issue of the European Journal of Dermatology, demonstrated the positive impact of an oral probiotic containing the good gut bacteria, Lactobacillus Paracassi, on skin barrier function, supporting the link of the gut-skin access. Another study compared an oral probiotic mixture of Lactobacillus acidophilus, Lactobacillus vulgaris, and Lactobacterium bifidum to minocycline therapy over 12 weeks. Both treatments yielded a 67% lesion reduction, but the probiotic treatment was associated with fewer side effects. Another study revealed a 30% reduction in, in inflammatory lesions in patients who are taking oral lactobacillus raminus for 12 weeks compared with a placebo. A study titled Patients with Acne Vulgaris Have a Distinct Gut Microbiota in Comparison with Healthy Controls, published in PubMed, showed distinct differences in microbial diversity between acne vulgaris patients and healthy controls. The study showed lower abundance of bacteroidetes bacteria and higher abundance of Firmicutes bacteria in patients with acne vulgaris, an alteration that's been found in patients with obesity and was associated with Western diet in previous studies. This may confirm the impact of the Western diet on the development of acne. The microbes in your gut microbiome are constantly creating different compounds from what you eat because they eat what you eat. These microbes can make different compounds, either nutrients or toxins, out of what you feed them. So let's take a look at the relationship between diet and acne. An article titled, A Low Glycemic Diet Has the Potential to Reduce Acne, published in the September 2018 issue of Dermatology Times, cited that a low glycemic diet has the potential to reduce acne. The glycemic index is a number from 0 to 100 assigned to a food, with pure glucose being given the value of 100, which represents the relative rise in your blood sugar level two hours after consuming that food. Glycemic index and glycemic load are believed to play a role in the development of acne, predominantly by influencing your insulin metabolism. Research published in the Journal of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics revealed that low-sugar diets 
have the potential to reduce the impact of acne. Studies have suggested that high levels of insulin can lead to an increase in androgen production, leading to development of acne. The food we consume is one of the primary contributors to fluctuating or increased hormone levels in our bodies. The typical American diet is high in saturated fats, processed grains, conventionally raised meats or feedlot meats, conventionally raised milk products, refined sugar, and is low in fresh vegetables, fruit, fish, fiber, and antioxidants. Research has shown that the Western diet can cause an imbalance in testosterone levels. The types of fats and carbohydrates we eat play a major role in regulating the healthy balance between inflammation and healing. In people with acne, the immune system is unbalanced, leaning too far in the direction of inflammation and away from healing. A study titled Reducing Bioavailable Sex Hormones Through a Comprehensive Change in Diet, The Diet and Androgens, published in the January 2001 issue of the journal American Association for Cancer Research, cited that high serum levels of testosterone and estradiol, which may be increased by Western dietary habits, seem to be important risk factors for postmenopausal breast cancer, and we know that high testosterone levels also contribute to acne. They hypothesized that diets low in animal fat and refined carbohydrates and rich in low glycemic foods and healthful fats might favorably modify the hormonal profile of postmenopausal women. The main results of the study were increased levels of serum sex hormone binding globulin, the good one, decreased serum testosterone, and decreased estradiol levels. Decreased body weight, decreased insulin response to oral glucose, and decreased fasting glucose levels. All of these findings are also beneficial for addressing acne. A review article titled The Skin Microbiome, A New Actor in Inflammatory Acne, published in the September 2020 issue of the American Journal of Clinical Dermatology, cited the study that I mentioned earlier that decreased diversity and increased ratio of bacteroidetes to firmicutes bacteria in acne patients is an alteration that's been reported to be found in people consuming a Western diet, thus confirming the impact of the Western diet on the development of acne. This study also found that the consumption of dairy products, refined carbohydrates, chocolate, and saturated fats has been shown to contribute to the development of acne. The high ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids in a standard American or Western diet may also be implicated in the development of acne. Processed vegetable seed oils such as canola, safflower, soy, and corn oil and the processed foods that contain those oils have high amounts of omega-6 fats. Dietary supplementation with omega-3 fatty acids from fish, flax, and chia seeds has been shown to decrease lesions in patients with mild to moderate acne. Researchers have reported low to zero rates of acne in a variety of non-westernized people around the world. These included such genetically and culturally diverse populations as pre-war Okinawans in Japan, rural Brazilians, Inuit Eskimos, and the South African Bantu. 
When researchers looked for acne in a sample of 1,200 people living on the remote South Pacific island of Catawba, and in all 115 members of a hunter-gatherer society in Paraguay, they did not find any acne. They stated not a single papule, pustule, or blackhead was observed. The Catavan diet consists primarily of fish, fruit, coconut, and root vegetables, and the Paraguayan diet consists of cassava, nuts, rice, and wild game. None of these populations consume sugar, refined or processed foods or oils, or conventionally raised meats or conventional dairy products. A report titled Acne and Whey Protein Supplementation Among Bodybuilders, published in the December 2012 issue of the journal Dermatology, found that milk and dairy products are enhancers of insulin and acne aggravation. Milk and most other dairy products contain two kinds of protein, casein and whey, specially formulated to grow a baby cow. This 2012 paper showed that bodybuilders developed acne after starting a whey protein powder regimen. Whey proteins contain a powerful growth factor called beta-cellulin that binds to special receptors on human skin that tell skin follicles to create more sebum. A study titled Evidence for Acne-Promoting Effects of Milk and Other Insulinotrophic Dairy Products, published in 2011 by Nestle Nutrition Workshop Series, found that milk proteins have also been shown to raise human IGF-1 levels. IGF-1 stands for insulin-like growth factor, a growth hormone similar to insulin that stimulates excess sebum, skin cell, and androgen production. A diet high in refined carbohydrates like white bread or even sugary energy bars can promote oil production, says Men's Health Dermatology Advisor Dr. Adnan Nasir. Eating chocolate is linked to cases of acne getting worse over time, and peanuts contain androgens that can also cause acne outbreaks. Let's look at the best tests to run. My first recommendation is to run a test called Dutch. This is a dried urine test. It's an excellent state-of-the-art gold standard test for checking your levels of testosterone, DHEA, DHT, progesterone, all of your estrogens, and your cortisol levels. I also highly recommend doing a DNA stool test. We talked about the importance of checking your microbiome. This will check the status of your microbiome, and we know that bacterial imbalance and leaky gut can cause inflammation throughout your body, resulting in acne. For more information regarding leaky gut and other gut health problems, please listen to podcast number three. I recommend doing a blood test to check your levels of insulin, blood sugar, thyroid hormones, iron, zinc, vitamin D, and also check your CRP to check for inflammation. I recommend checking for heavy metals through a comprehensive urine elements test. Now I'd like to go over a couple of case histories. The first case I'd like to go over was a 28-year-old male who came into my office in July of 2019. He'd been suffering with fungal acne for 13 years. He also had gas, bloating, indigestion, food sensitivities, morning and afternoon fatigue, depression, and inability to concentrate, and he craved sweets. 
He ate the standard American diet consisting of burgers, fries, pizza, tacos, and lots of sugary treats. I recommended an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free, low-sugar diet to decrease the inflammation in his body and balance his blood sugar and insulin levels. I also recommended antifungal herbals and lauric acid to kill the yeast and fungal forms, digestive enzymes to help him better break down his food, adaptogenic herbs to address his high levels of cortisol, gymnema to address his sugar cravings, and a soil-based probiotic to help balance the microbes in his gut. One week later, he came back and his skin was about 30% better and his gas and bloat was gone. Two weeks later, I added a product that contained vitamin D, vitamin B6, zinc, saw palmetto, stinging nettle, and several amino acids to decrease his high levels of androgens and DHT, and I recommended DIM to support his liver clearance of hormones. Six weeks later, his skin was clear and his digestion was good. The second case I'd like to go over is quite a bit more complicated. This was a 32-year-old female who came in on March 3, 2018, suffering with acne, severe PMS, ovarian cysts, hair loss, abdominal pain, bloating, constipation, food allergies, headaches. She was overweight and she had anxiety. I first recommended the anti-inflammatory, allergy-free, low-sugar diet. I ordered a Dutch hormone test and a DNA stool test. I also ordered blood work. She came back one week later and had not experienced any headaches and her stomach pain and constipation gone. Three weeks after her initial visit, we went over her lab results. Her DNA stool test revealed a high amount of dysbiotic or bad bacteria, the presence of the H. pylori bacteria, the one that can cause ulcers, candida yeast, low levels of enzymes, and high levels of inflammation in her gut. Her blood test showed high levels of C-reactive protein, indicating inflammation throughout her body, and she also had low levels of thyroid hormone, probably contributing to her weight gain and her hair loss. Her Dutch hormone test revealed high levels of estrogen, high DHEA, high testosterone and androgens, and high DHT levels. She also had low levels of vitamin B12 and B6 and high cortisol levels, contributing to her anxiety. She had presence of a marker indicating poor clearance of her estrogens through her liver. I recommended antimicrobial herbals to kill the high levels of bacteria in her gut a soil-based probiotic because she had something called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO with constipation. If you'd like to hear more about that particular problem, please listen to podcast number three for more information. I recommended digestive enzymes because she had low levels, a natural thyroid product, DIM to support her liver clearance of estrogens, myo and chiro inositol to balance her blood sugar and address her PCOS, and herbals to balance her adrenal function and address her PMS. After six months, she was off all supplements, had lost 25 pounds, was symptom-free, no bloating, normal bowel movements, no menstrual cramps, hair loss was better, and she stated that she felt great. Also, her skin was clear. Let's go over some natural solutions for dealing with acne. 
First, it's always important to follow an anti-inflammatory, allergy-free, low-sugar diet to decrease the inflammation in your body. In 2007, a study published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition found that glycemic load can greatly affect acne. In the study, 43 males with acne aged 15 to 25 were separated into two groups. For 12 weeks, one group ate a diet that was 25% protein and 45% low glycemic carbohydrates, mostly coming from vegetables. The other group ate carbs without any control of glycemic index, resulting in a higher glycemic diet. At the end of the study, the acne had decreased in the low glycemic group by almost twice the rate of the high glycemic group. So let's focus on eating lots of leafy green vegetables. About 70% of your plate should be filled with lots of colorful vegetables, low-sugar berries, and clean protein, such as wild-caught fish, grass-fed meats, and cage-free chicken and turkey. Research shows that high-fiber foods, including avocados, berries, vegetables, and seeds like quinoa and chia, can decrease your blood levels of testosterone, DHT, and DHEA. These are the male androgens that trigger hormonal acne. Healthy fats are essential to good skin health and treating acne breakouts, so include foods rich in omega-3s like avocados, walnuts, wild-caught fish, chia, and flaxseed. If you would like to have acne-free skin, the foods to avoid are all processed foods, junk foods, processed refined oils, gluten, wheat, and gluten-containing grains, peanuts, corn, sugar, and dairy products. Here's a list of the best supplements to consider. Take omega-3 fatty acids to lower testosterone by improving your insulin sensitivity. A study conducted on 78 women with PCOS and irregular periods received either 3 grams of omega-3 fatty acids per day or placebo. The study found that the testosterone concentration was significantly lower in the group that received the omega-3 supplementation. Inositol is a vitamin B-like compound shown to help improve insulin sensitivity and lower testosterone levels. I always recommend a combination of myo and chiro inositol to all of my PCOS patients. N-acetylcysteine or NAC helps to improve your body's insulin response lower testosterone, and helps to protect egg quality. It has also been shown to improve ovulation and pregnancy rates for those with PCOS. Cinnamon is another great natural supplement to lower testosterone and improve insulin sensitivity by lowering fasting blood glucose. Zinc has been shown to help acne by helping to balance testosterone levels, and taking magnesium can help with insulin resistance. A study titled Comparison of Vitamin D Levels in Patients with or Without Acne, published in 2016 in the journal PLOS1, found that vitamin D deficiency was more common among acne sufferers. The herbs licorice and peony in combination help suppress androgens and testosterone production in women. I've seen incredible results in PCOS symptoms as a result of recommending this combination. These herbs also make your cells less sensitive to androgens, making it perfect for shutting down the excess oil caused by androgens and clearing up your hormonal acne. In a trial of 34 women with PCOS, this combination significantly lowered testosterone 
and improved insulin sensitivity. Chase Berry helps clear hormonal acne by indirectly raising your progesterone levels and works on your pituitary gland to suppress the release of a hormone called prolactin. Stress causes your pituitary gland to release extra prolactin that in turn suppresses your progesterone production. Having low progesterone levels can lead to more oil production and acne. Common signs you're making too much prolactin are feeling irritable, experiencing swollen and tender breasts before your period. A study published in the August 2017 issue of the Australian Journal of Dermatology showed that the use of tea tree oil applied to your face twice daily for 12 weeks significantly improved mild to moderate acne in the study and found that the products were well tolerated. According to a recent study published in the Dermatology Online Journal, researchers indicated that probiotic foods and supplements are promising and safe home remedies for acne. For individuals suffering from the cystic form of acne, a controlled clinical trial has found that Google, that's G-U-G-G-U-L, supplements, outperformed 500 milligrams of tetracycline by a small margin. Google is an anti-inflammatory herb and doesn't have any of the side effects that uh, taking antibiotics can have regarding your gut and your skin microbiome. In the study published in the October 1994 issue of the Journal of Dermatology, 25 milligrams of Google taken twice daily for three months resulted in the reduction of acne and 50% fewer participants had fewer uh, relapses of acne. I frequently recommend SAW, that's S-A-W, Palmetto, P-A-L-M-E-T-T-O, to patients who have high levels of DHT. The primary active compounds in SAW Palmetto are a combination of flavonoids, plant sterols, and fatty acids. The University of Maryland Medical Center states that this herb contains a high concentration of polysaccharides, which work in your body as anti-inflammatory agents and as an immune system booster. Researchers believe that soft palmetto directly alters testosterone levels in your body by inhibiting conversion of testosterone to the powerful DHT, or dihydrotestosterone. Some findings suggest that this herb may help hinder the development of hormone-driven acne in both men and women. Researchers from the Southbury Clinic for Traditional Medicine and Catalina Life Sciences found that as testosterone is converted to DHT, the shift in hormones can cause acne in both men and women because this conversion process can lead to an overproduction of sebum in the oil glands, causing inflammation and acne. DIM, D-I-M, is a compound derived from cruciferous vegetables such as broccoli and cauliflower. Hormonal acne results from an imbalance of estrogens and testosterone, and DIM helps to maintain this delicate balance. Higher levels of DIM will block androgen pathways to decrease sebum production and acne. Morgan Rabach, MD, dermatologist and co-founder of LM Medical in New York City, says that DIM may work similar to spironolactone, a prescription drug dermatologists often recommend to treat hormonal acne. DIM may lessen the severity of acne outbreaks and is thought to have the same mechanism as spironolactone, but without the side effects. It binds to the androgen receptor, preventing androgens from binding, 
so it limits the amount of oil production that can clog pores and cause acne. I mentioned earlier that stress activates your adrenal glands to produce extra androgen hormones that eventually results in acne. When you're stressed, your body produces hormones such as cortisol and adrenal androgens, insulin, and inflammatory cytokines that influence the behavior of your sebaceous glands and can aggravate acne. Cells that produce sebum have receptors for stress hormones, and these extra hormones stimulate the sebaceous glands in your skin to trigger a breakout. Numerous research reports, many of which are questionnaire-based, suggest that acne patients associate their condition with stress between 50 and 80% of them agreeing to statements that stress worsens acne breakouts. To protect your adrenal glands from this surge of hormones, consider taking the following adaptogenic herbs. And adaptogenic means if your cortisol is too high, it'll lower it. If, it's, if your cortisol is too low, it will elevate it. So adaptogenic herbs balance. Ashwagandha is an adaptogenic herb that balances your blood sugar, fights stress, and supports your immune system. Shisandra lowers cortisol levels and supports your liver function. A healthy liver, liver means your body's able to filter out toxins that cause acne and hormonal imbalance. Rhodiola has been shown to help balance blood sugar, fight fatigue, and keep your body out of the fight-or-flight state. It also boosts your immune system decreasing the inflammatory response and relieves anxiety. And holy basil can normalize your blood sugar. The best way of dealing with stress that I've discovered is gaining an understanding of something called the three principles. About three years ago, my husband and I were introduced to this simple explanation about how our minds work and that our feelings are a result of our thinking. What I love about the three principles is that there's no technique, there's nothing you have to do, you don't have to go anywhere, you don't have to buy anything. You simply watch YouTube videos and discover how simple it is. One of my favorite speakers is Dicken, D-I-C-K-E-N, Bettinger, B-E-T-T-I-N-G-E-R. He's a Ph.D. psychologist. Um, it's mostly psychologists and psychiatrists who discuss or are facilitators of the three principles. So Take a look, Google it, and see what you think. If you'd like a consultation or any of the products I mentioned today, please visit me at drgala.com, that's D-R-G-A-I-L-A.com, and click on podcast. Please follow and like our page and stay in touch by hitting subscribe. I thank you so much for listening.